Hey, Pammy. Hi, Brooke. We're coming in early to say hello to you guys. Hello. And to remind you, this is part three. Yes. This has been a long one. Yeah. But so good. So fun. Oh, my gosh. So this is the confessionals part with Rushi. If yeah. you have not heard um, her first two parts, go back because she's got amazing stories to tell about her own wedding and becoming a wedding planner. Yes. So good. So fun. But besides that, Pammy, mm -hmm. we have to remind people of the cool thing we are doing uh, up until the end of July. Yes. We want one of our listeners to be a guest on the podcast. Yes. So please send us your email and in the subject line, put, I want to be a guest. I want to be a guest. Yes. So um, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, if you've thought about it, if you listen to the show and you're just like, oh, God, I wish I could like sit down with them for an hour and give my own advice on the confessionals. Yes. You are somebody we're looking for. We're looking for people who are in the process of getting married, mm -hmm. people that have already been married, sure. like anybody within the world of weddings and you have wedding stories, send an email to weddingconfessionals at gmail.com. Subject line was what, Pammy? I want to be a guest. Yes. Make sure you do that or we'll get lost in the shuffle of all this other stuff we get. Um, but yeah, and in the in the body of the email, just tell us a little bit about yourself and what unique stories you want to share with us. Like, what's your point of view? And we'll use that to try to figure out uh, who to pick. And we love yeah. all of you. We're only going to pick one or two, but we still love everyone. Very true. Don't be mad at us. No, you're all special. Everyone's special. Yes. Um, so yes, yeah, so make sure to, if you're interested, to send an email. Um, we're going to close submissions at the end of July. Mm -hmm. So we have a couple weeks left. Get them in. Get in. Get your homework done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now on to confessionals. Yeah. Something borrowed, something blue. Give us all your juicy news. Sensational, irrational. It's wedding confessionals. Okay, let's get into some confessionals. Let's do it. Um, so to any of our newer listeners, confessionals are um, sent in anonymously from our listeners. Mm -hmm. You can email, you can leave a voicemail, you can send it via our website, and they are secretive. We don't know who they are. Mm -mm. And it's usually some drama. And then we help them out. <laughs> There's questions or venting or, yeah. It's it's always uh we never know what we're gonna get. Yeah, Marucci's gonna like kill it because she's now an expert in every angle. Yes. Yeah, like the, I I'm really interested to see your point of view on on, on all of these. I know, me too. Um, Pammy, do you want to read the first one? Yeah. Okay. Hello, lovely ladies, cute pupper, and guest of outstanding respect. Ooh. <laughs> I'm so happy to find your podcast. It keeps me sane during the wedding planning process. Speaking of wedding planning, I got engaged of June of 2021, and the wedding is planned to be in March of 2023. All the planning is slow goings because of a long engagement, but there were things I wanted to get on top of. We secured the reception slash, slash ceremony venue in December of 2021 to get ahead of the post-COVID weddings. We're in a major city, and we're trying to get the caterer sorted. Here is where I'm at. We are limited to a couple of vendor categories due to the venue, and we have called several on the vendor list in February. On my fiance's, on my fiance's side, there isn't any urgency since the wedding is so far away, but I'm in the mindset of getting things out of the way for less stress later. 
Both our parents are asking for updates just because of excitement, not nothing malicious. And vendors are still waiting for our decision. We haven't done any tastings for the caterers we contacted yet, and it got to a point in February where my fiancé told me he didn't want wedding stuff to be the only thing we talked about, which is fair, and the day we talked, I overloaded him with information. At times, he sounds annoyed with wedding planning since we have so many other things on our plate. I should probably relax more, but I don't want to find ourselves six months or even eight months down the line, and we have shit hit the fan, not only with wedding stuff, but life stuff too. So should I just accept more bridal breaks, or should I, or should we make more of an effort to check things off the list from whose patience is in it for the long haul? Hmm. You know what I like about this person? Hmm. They're just like us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I'm reading this and I'm like, I'm sorry, did she write this? <laughs> and she's like, gotta get on it, gotta check it off the list. <laughs> no, you know what I when I what I was thinking of when I read this email is I am someone who had both a long engagement and a short engagement because yeah. yes. I first got engaged, it was a short engagement, and then we postponed. We had like it was over, we postponed over a year, so then it was like a long engagement. Um, so I feel like I've kind of been on both sides of this coin. Um, how does that work? What do you, do one of you guys go first or should I go first? No, keep going. Yeah. Um, I, again, I would like, I feel like I've mentioned this already. I think six to eight months is totally enough time. Some people just, some people just like need the time pressure to make decisions. I have couples like this too, where like, if things are too far away, they just won't decide. There'll be too many, too much of a selection available. I, number one, my first thoughts are just like, it is okay to, you know, I think for the, uh, prioritize the health of your relationship over the health of your wedding. Um, And if your fiance is just not about it and you don't feel comfortable doing it on your own, then just wait. Six to eight months is perfectly enough time to plan your wedding. If you live in a major metropolitan area, which it sounds like you do, trust me, there are jillions of vendors out there. Like you will be fine. Um, the other option I think would just be to do it by yourself, which most brides do. I don't know if this person wants, like, is like, oh, I want to wait for my fiance to feel ready, um, which is completely valid. But if you want to do it by yourself, then just go ahead and do it. Um, yeah. And I, I do hear that, you know, he sounded annoyed with wedding planning, um, because it, again, like I'm the kind of person who's always dreamed of this, but if you're not that kind of person, I do see how it would be. It could get annoying. So I think she should like, like just, I just want to drive the point, like prioritize your relationship. The wedding is a day. The foundation you're creating now with your fiance is like forever. So like if wedding stuff has to take a backseat or you miss one big vendor who like runs out of availability, it's not going to matter as much in the long run. Solid. Pammy. Yeah. Um, I agree. Um, I think, I think it's, I mean, it, yeah, I think you sound really excited for the wedding, which is awesome. Um, and, you know, I think I think you can take that break. Take a breather right now. Let it let it breathe. You've got time. And then when it's time for push comes to shove and you got to start making decisions, you're going to be OK. And if he's on board, then great. If he's not, you know that it's time to just make start making those decisions. Yeah. Find other people to talk about weddings with yes. is one thing, too. Like if you just want to rattle off because you're excited and you kind of want to, 
you know, just talk about that kind of stuff. We all get it because we love talking about weddings. Find another wedding enthusiast. Yes. And talk at them because it sounds like you're marrying a man who is not a wedding enthusiast and that's okay. That's okay. But that's what friends are for. That's what moms are for. That's what sisters are for. That's when you chat, call somebody up and you're like, can I obsess about this thing real quick? And then you just rattle <laughs> on. You know what I mean? Get, get an audience that wants to hear this. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, my one thing that I wrote down, my number one thing that I thought of was, and I'm the same way, like, if it's not done, it's always just running in the back of my mind. And I'm never going to be able to like quiet that voice. I say tangibly either write or make a Google spreadsheet. I think Google spreadsheets are great. Make, <laughs> make, give yourself an Excel. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. hello, we love a spreadsheet, but put a list of all the big details that are running through your mind, put write it down, see it on paper or on screen. And then next to that, write a date of when it needs to be done, but also write a date of when you're allowed to start talking about it. So it may be that some of these things or maybe in your mind, more important, but like, can you talk about this three months and now and you just make a rule for yourself? Yeah. I don't need to worry about that until September. I don't need to talk about that until October. Like give yourself rules because I think that will kind of calm you down to be like, I'm, I'm not going to be behind. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not missing. I'm just waiting. Mm-hmm. And if maybe one or two of those things you want to check off the list now, but it sounds like you already have the venue, like you're good. But like, I think that maybe having that will help you feel less like everything is overwhelming and coming at you Mm -hmm. and kind of gives you this like permission to not have to worry about it. The other thing, like you were saying about prioritizing the relationship, I was thinking is that when we do come to the point where we have to start talking about wedding stuff, when it it is, the timing is coming, Mm -hmm. maybe you have a time or a date scheduled to talk about the wedding stuff. Like Wednesday night after dinner, I want to go over some wedding things. So it's not just this constant, you know, constant stream of thought about the wedding at somebody who doesn't want to talk about it. Maybe he doesn't want to be involved, but if you give it to him all the time, it's just too much. Mm -hmm. But if it's like Wednesday after dinner, glass of wine, we sit on the couch, we go over some things and it's casual and it's fun and you're in it. And you're like, no, you know what I mean? And he knows ahead of time and he knows it's going to happen. He's not trying to do something else. And you're rattling on about it. He's like, I don't care about the cake. I don't want to talk about the cake. You know what I mean? Where it's mm-hmm. like, hey, on Wednesday, we're going to talk about the cake. And you're like, okay, yeah. Maybe that will kind of ease the tension a little bit of yes. working with somebody that maybe has some interest. And yeah, if he doesn't have any, you know, do like the professional says and just roll with it. And, and find a friend who does. Yes. Go find a buddy. Yeah, find a buddy. I had a couple of thoughts based on Brooke's answer, which I very, very strongly agree with. First of all, thank you. I I know I remember <laughs> when I was planning, when I was planning my wedding, I was afraid. Like although again, I had extremely supportive friends and family, I was just afraid that even they would get sick of it. And I was constantly like, "Have I asked them what's happening in their life? Like I want to talk about that too." So this is again, this is where Facebook groups are like a great place to talk to other brides, connect with other brides. Um, some really fun ones, like the Betches Brides Facebook group is really yes, fun. Yes, they're great. Or they're the the um the Bride Chilla one is like super fun. And then I'm sure you're I'm sure you're like local if you Google like the city you live in plus like like whatever like Bay like and I'm in the Bay Area. So if you put like Northern California Brides, like that is a great Facebook group where you can rant to people, vent to people. People will actually help you. Um. That's one thought I had. My second thought, and this is like a shameless plug, 
You can hire a wedding planner and then it's their job to listen to you like a rant and vent about all of the thoughts in your brain about your wedding. And they will make you like kind of what Brooke was saying, the wedding, like what I do for my clients is like I make the checklist and say like, okay, we have to talk about this now or like, oh, we can talk about that in a few months. Um, so like hire a wedding planner. Yeah. And then the third thing, Brooke, what you were saying about finding a time to have the conversations with your partner when it's, when it's feeling really hard is... Um, something that my husband and I do a lot is we send each other calendar invites on Google Calendar for these things. So when we were wedding planning, I would literally send him a calendar invite to be like, pick a cake flavor. And it would be like, I would, it would be on the calendar. So when it was that day and time, it was time to talk about it. It's on the calendar. It's on the calendar. <laughs> so, yeah. May, you, you put it on the date. It's on the calendar. <laughs> and I know you did kind of joke about have more bridal breaks. Also, again, to help with the relationship, make sure you're still doing fun things. You're going yes. out on dates and on those dates, you don't talk about the wedding. Like, make sure you really are not only doing bridal breaks for yourself, but make sure you're incorporating your fiance and having fun together because there are is going to become a time where you're going to feel like everything you're doing is just a chore for the it's wedding. Yeah. And you're not to make sure that like, there's a reason why I'm marrying you. Let's find these little <laughs> moments of joy. And drinking helps. Don't stop drinking when you're wedding planning. Um, increase, increase drinking when you're wedding planning. <laughs> Bridal break. Yeah, like I said, grab that glass of wine to talk about the cake. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a glass of wine. Mm. Curl up, you know, and, and now we watch The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to move on to number two? Yes. Okay. Dear wedding confessionals. So my now fiance was in a wedding back in 2021. The bride, we will call her Jane, had put all the wedding party and their plus ones together in a seating chart, except me. I had to sit in the back all alone next to the food and trash. All of our friends thought it was very wrong. And we all think it's due to the fact that her now husband, we will call him Joe, and I had briefly dated back in high school. It wasn't serious. And I was the one who ended it. Well, now that my fiance and I are engaged, Jane is being super fake. And when I posted about sending me addresses, she sent their address. But I don't really want to invite them for multiple reasons. A couple of friends said to invite them, but do what she did to me and make them sit in the back or have them sit at separate tables. What do I do? Am I being a baby about what happened at their wedding? From should I or should I not invite? Ooh. Spicy. Spicy. <laughs> what do we think? This is my favorite kind of question because I love tea. <laughs> <laughs> the main question is, should I be petty? <laughs> right. All right. I'm dying to hear everyone's takes. Pam, do you want to go first? You're cringing. You're making that like cringe face, that like that emoji with the teeth. <laughs> I am because I mean, I really see both sides. Like I know you should be the adult, but man, I really would. I want to put her by the trash. By in the, the back. trash. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Pam's going to put her in the bathroom. Mm. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm with Pam here. I feel like you should invite her because like, you know, you never know who you're going to like, you might regret it later. And like, you know, 20 years from now, you might, you guys might be best friends, honestly. 
Um, but yeah, I'm still like super petty. Put her in the back, girl. Put her all- <laughs> but I will. But I do think don't put her by herself. I think that's cruel. I think put them both yeah. in the back. <laughs> okay, I will say <laughs> a couple, but put her put them in the back. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a couple thoughts. One was maybe give her the benefit of the doubt, and there genuinely wasn't enough seating at that table. And she had to kind of make a Sophie's choice. And maybe he's like, well, you know, we're not close. And I don't think it'll matter as much. And your husband seems to be like a free spirit. He won't like need his, you know, girlfriend right next to her. Like, I just wonder if part of it was like she had to choose someone and she just thought, eh, this person won't care as much. And I don't really know her. And it's not a big deal. It's still very weird. But I, I Pam is giving an eyebrow uh, up. The eyebrows up. Yes, I'm My not buying that. second idea, and this is something I want you to put deep into your brain and hold on to forever. Okay. There is a chance that you are very cool and very attractive, and this woman is a little bit intimidated by you and sees you as a former ex and is a little bit like, hmm... I guess I don't want him too close to like remind me that like this was once one of your, you know, people that you hooked up with. Maybe you're so hot you had to sit next to the trash. <laughs> All right. Sounds like a bit of a stretch here, but I'm going to give it to Brooke. Okay. I say, here's the thing. If you do put them in a weird spot or you separate them, like I get it. I totally get it. But here's the thing. If you put them in a weird spot, either separate or in the back, there is a chance she's going to complain to you or talk to you or talk about it at the wedding. And do you want any more energy from this person? Wait, are you even inviting them, Pam? I'm inviting them and I'm putting them in the back. They can be behind the pillar. It's fine. I'm putting them in a medium spot and I'm not talking to them. Why? (laughs) Is this guy in the wedding? It sounds like he would be right if I, I that, that was my assumption. So both oh, of you are so saying husband. So husband, I think they might be both in each other's wedding. So now, mm. so now, are you really going to do the thing where you're going to separate her from him? No. And also keep in mind at the time you were just the girlfriend. You were the plus one. But now this is like a husband wife thing. So people take it more seriously. Mm. Mm. people are getting on my side everyone mm. wants to put them in the front other thing is that you can do the right thing and then be smug about it be like i'm better than you and i wasn't petty <laughs> i do i do like taking the high road yeah yes. i think that could be beneficial in the long term all right if he's in the wedding i think you i think you don't split them up split them up and i do think you have to take the high road and just do it but if he's just a guest they're by the trash yes <laughs> Okay, is that, is that that's what we've come through? Yeah, if I'm he's good with in that. The, if he's in the br- the bridal wedding party, then we give in and she gets a nice seat. Yep. But if they're maybe they haven't picked their uh, wedding parties yet, maybe, maybe this is a good time to maybe think about convincing you him be to picking your wedding party before you're making your guest list. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> she's making true. good points. That's true. Yeah, put yep. that on the checklist. Spending one hundred and one over here. <laughs> All right, so the previous person that wrote us about all the things to put on their list, put up at the top, put Pick together your, your yeah your wedding, wedding party. party. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So we, now we know that. But potentially, so uh, listen, either way, you have to tell us what happens. Yes. We have to get the garbage update. Who's sitting next to the trash? <laughs> 
What if you get to the venue and like all the seat areas are nice and you can't figure out a way to be petty? Also, like which which venue has seating next to the trash? I'm trying to visualize a venue I've ever worked at where there's a trash can next to a guest seat. <laughs> it's a good point. Also, here's another idea. If you want to be kind of petty, don't put them in a bad location, but make sure everyone they're seating with sucks. Like, make sure their table is, like, mm. super awkward or, or really by the annoying bathroom. people. <laughs> or by the bathroom. You know, there's yeah. a lot of just in and out or by the, you know, the caterer door. A where door that a opens of, a lot gets mm-hmm. drafty. Yeah. Okay. I like a it. A little annoying, you know. Yeah. Just a little petty. That's Put her next table. to your least favorite relative. <laughs> <laughs> we all have one. We're all thinking of a name right now in our heads. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's life, man. <laughs> but you do have to tell us. Yes. What you what you did. You have to tell us. I want to know where she went. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Number three. All right. Number three. It says, Dear Pam, Brooke, Ruthie, and Guest, that's me. Um, I need your help. I have less than a month until my wedding, and my gut is telling me my wedding coordinator is not prioritizing me at all. Before your bridezilla flags go up, the example I can give is I'll send an email with a basic question like, where would you like me to notate XYZ, which I don't get an answer to for over a week, but I'll get separate emails within the hour about totally different aspects of the wedding. Clearly they're in their email box, but only responding to only certain things. I feel like this is adding a huge amount of unneeded stress and I need some friendly advice on how you would advocate for yourself without seeming pushy. Also, because I'm not paying for their top tier package, I can't call them like it was in the contract. I feel like I'm either going to be perceived as a bridezilla or be a pushover and not get what I need. Help from can you to coordinate my wedding? Professional. What do you do? Yep. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. First of all, like you are not a bridezilla. Absolutely not. And that's not a, that's not a word at all. I would associate with this email. So like, you know, give your, give yourself some credit here because you know, you're just trying to get through very stressful time. You're not a bridezilla. Um, I would, uh, this like sounds like just like too obvious. And like, is this even advice? I would just respond to that same thread and be like, Hey, just following up on this, like really, really nicely. And just probably be like, hey, just looping back the disc or respond and be like, oh, my God, thank you so much for letting. Or if she is emailing you about something, which it sounds like she is, just respond and say, like, thanks so much for letting me know that. Also, I wanted to check in about, you know, this pending item. Um, when I do coordination with my couples, we have a task list of all of our pending items. I don't know if she has like a living document like that with you. If not, just make one. It's really easy. And that's so so you can keep track of um you know, what, what is an open task and who it's assigned to and just share it with her and just start, I just start tagging her and stuff. Like on a Google spreadsheet, you can just comment and add a, like add a tag and that'll send her an email. Um, and it sounds like if you're not paying, if you can't call her, can you text her? Uh, I'm not, again, I'm definitely like, read it, make sure it's not in her contract. And if you can't text her, don't text her. But if you can't call her, maybe text her. But I really think if she, if she is responding to other emails it sounds like she had her email box is just flooded and she's just missing some so just follow up yeah agreed yeah I think it's kind of hard because yeah there's that balance of you don't want to be pushy and it potentially could be that this is a person that hasn't had 
any sort of other life experience, whether it be a job or something else where you kind of need to really voice and, and come and, and tell people like, hey, pay attention to me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, it, and there is that del- delicate balance because one, you really want them to pay attention to you, but you don't want to do it in a way that you seem like an asshole and then they don't want to help you as much. You know what I mean? Or it adds tension. Now you have their attention, but Not it's good weird. attention. Right. Now it's just <laughs> weird. Like you want to have a happy, supportive attention from this person who you are paying. So don't feel guilty. I know you're not doing the top tier and you're very aware of that. And I think that's cool because you did read your contract. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody likes it. Someone's nodding her head real hard. Like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you are paying this person. They yes. are supposed to be providing you with the service. So I don't think you should feel guilty for wanting to be up on, you know, on top of it. Also, it sounds like you're a good client in the fact that you are communicating. You're responding yes, to you, these questions. You're not avoiding them. <laughs> but I also think like, you know, sometimes you're talking about the email box gets flooded and it's hard to know what's urgent. Literally putting the word urgent or important or need to know by in the subject line may help as just like a way to nudge. Also, if you really feel like you're getting to the point where you wish that you would be able to talk on the phone with them, even if it's just for like 15 minutes once a week just to get some things checked off maybe ask them is there an additional small fee like maybe you're not always on the phone with them all the time but if you really think like a phone call is something you kind of need ask if it's possible to kind of add that to your service you're willing to pay for it you know what I mean not a ton because you don't have a lot to ask but if that would also help usually people will negotiate with you just because they have a package doesn't mean something's not potentially available that kind of fits more with your budget and your needs does that make sense a la carte yes a la carte (laughs) agreed and and I know for me um with my job I get so many emails a day that I tell the people I work with, I'm like, if it is urgent, you need to text me. And you might not be able to do that. But like, you know, like Ruchi was saying, is like, find another way that you can just tag that and say, listen, I, I need you to pay attention here. My email's getting lost, but here you go. Try try this. But yeah, and it's a, a spreadsheet. Spreadsheets are awesome. <laughs> yeah, they really are. And that might be a streamlined way for them when something happens, they can update the spreadsheet and you can get an alert about that, yes. which is helpful. Um, but I don't think you're a jerk. And I think that it's okay. And also, sometimes it's okay to be a little pushy. You could be politely pushy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's a way. And you could even say in the front part of the email, hey, I'm sorry if I'm coming across as a bridezilla. I'm just kind of stressed out about X, Y, and Z. Would love to follow up. Like if you just put out there a little self-deprecating thing in the beginning because it'll make you feel better and kind of set the tone where you're not just like urgent, respond. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can set a tone in an email that can come across as I need your attention, but I'm not angry at you. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think that's kind of one of the things you're worried about, which means you're really sweet. And I Wait, want this and- person to pay attention. Also, if they're still shitty like a week from now, um, hello, there is a wonderful wedding planner on this podcast right now. Give her a call. She will help you. I would love to help you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a person who answers emails. <laughs> yes, and has solutions for answering and getting back to her clients. Yes. Uh, And that really is the thing. If there's something in your gut that's telling you this person is going to be not helpful on the day of, if you do need to cut the cord and make a switch, like if your gut's really telling you that, like, you know, look at your budget, look at your situation, look at your contract and make your decision. 
if that's what you need. Is that too dramatic? Well, give them a chance. Like you need to have yeah, some conversation. I would say that's very much a last resort <laughs> yeah. because I mean, I, I don't know. 90% of wedding coordinators, you will lose your deposit, even if you decide to amicably part. So yeah, make that a very, very last resort. Okay. Don't listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe we have to upgrade to that other package where you just endlessly chat. <laughs> but you know, you know, a lot of planners, I mean, I do this and I think a lot of planners do is you kind someone meant, one of you mentioned the a la carte service. You can probably just add a one hour consultation. I do this for my wedding management couples. Sometimes couples looking for wedding management and their wedding is a year away, but they still need a little bit of help up front, which I don't offer with wedding management. So I'm just like, you can book an a la carte as many hours as you want. Each hour is X amount of dollars. And then it's up to you. You can book as many as you want. So that's maybe you can ask for like, Hey, can I just book like one additional hour of like one zoom, one 60 minute zoom with you? How much would it cost? Yeah. Might be worth its weight in gold just to kind of get the tension. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, because I mentioned that some some meetings can be an email. This sounds like the opposite. This sounds like these emails have to be a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> well, and sometimes tone is difficult to get across in an email. So like Brooke was saying, like you want to be like, I'm not being an asshole here, but you know. Smiley it- face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, sometimes you're right. A call does help ease the tension and get everybody back on the same page. Good luck and let us know how it goes. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be okay. It will be. I feel like also as you get yeah. closer to the date, that's when those kind of coordinators really pop up a little more because they can see the the horizon and what's coming and what you need to, you know, what's important right now. And maybe the reason why they're not responding to certain things is they're just like, that's not, it's, you're good. Yeah. We can do we, that we next week. We don't have to think about that yet. Right. Because they're the pros and they do this all the time. So to you, it's like, this is all very new and very intimidating. But they, you know, can know what it is that you need to focus on and when. Good luck. Let us know. We love a follow up. There's like one more secret hack you can do in this situation. This is like, this is like, I, I like, I would, this is definitely like something that's like very off the record. If you are planning, like, and this, this is only if the circumstances line up. If you happen to have like realistically a friend that you could refer your coordinator to and you're like, oh, after the wedding, I'll like refer my coordinator based on how she does. No, do it now. Refer the friend now. Then the coordinator will be like, wow, alert. This bride is going to bring me referrals. This bride thinks like this bride could bring me more business. I need to prioritize her wedding now. At the end of the day, we're all a business. And like this is like it's just hard. It just sucks to suck. But people are going to prioritize where they think money is coming from. If you make yourself if you make it clear that you're a bride who's going to be like um, like sending them referrals or like if you engage with all their social media like tag them in a tag them in a post and you're so excited for your wedding like this is like totally you shouldn't have to do this to have someone do their job that they're contracted for absolutely but I'm just saying like it's not it's something that you can do that's like free and easy for you to do like engaging with their content referring them tagging them in something commenting on like a post like some I, you should not have to do that to get the service you paid for but it's an easy way to get their attention is all I'm saying smart yep i Good. like it That's sweeten the deal <laughs> let us know we love the follow-ups yes are you guys ready to move on to bridal breaks that's it yeah yeah <laughs> 
So bridal breaks for any of our newer listeners are suggestions we give not only to brides, but to grooms or anyone helping to plan a wedding, like a wedding professional, your mm-hmm. guest. Of um, These are suggestions of things to do that have nothing to do with wedding planning. Take a break. Relax. Relax. Enjoy your life. Enjoy Shut your, your fiance. Off. Yes. Don't think about what shitty corner you're going to put that girl in. <laughs> And take a break. Or the cake. Yeah. Pammy's going to usually give a cocktail. I do something Mm -hmm. pop culture. Our guest, it's whatever they want. And I love to see what they bring to the table. Uh, Pammy, would you like to go first? Yes. So I found this on Recipe Girl. And it is called, because this is summer, Beach House Cosmos. Ooh. And... I have to admit, I was super guilty of loving Cosmos with Sex in the City. <laughs> totally guilty. And I this would is- always spill them. <laughs> <laughs> I you- love them. So this is this is just a slight, uh, you know, it's take very similar. Okay. Uh, lime cranberry juice, but limeade, triple sec, and vodka. Limeade, so, so it's even limeade and I yeah. kind of like that. Mm-hmm. So it's that less, sounds so good. That sounds less <laughs> boozy too, right? Because usually it's mostly all vodka. That Cosmos a splash of cran, <laughs> and it, well, and I think that cuts the the cranberry yeah. a little bit. That so. sounds good, and the picture's really cute. It oh, is. that's adorable. Oh, Beach House Cosmos. Beach House Cosmos. Where is that again? Recipe Girl. Got it. Rishi, what's your bridal break for this week? Okay. Well, one thing that really helped me when I was wedding planning is reading. I'm a huge reader. Last year, I, you know, had my wedding and I read 67 books last year. Wow. Um, my goodness. Really taking the bridal break thing really seriously. <laughs> um, I I discovered this series of um, cat-themed mystery novels. And they are absolutely delightful. It is about a librarian and his cat, and they solve mysteries in their small town. Um, oh and they're very, very cute. Yes. The author, is- Is, the author's name is Miranda James, and the series is called The Cat and the Stacks. Um, and they all the titles of the books are like library themed, but also murder themed, like murder past due or out of circulation or file M for murder, 12 angry librarians, and they they are just delightful. This is so up my alley. Yes, you will be reading these. Cozy mysteries, yes. kitty yes. cats. Cozy oh, yes. mysteries about kitty cats. Yes. Oh, this is a little snuggly. This just fits <laughs> right into my Murder, She Wrote Sundays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. And there's a bunch of books then? Like how many have you read so far in that series, do you think? So in the series, there are nine books, and I have read seven out of nine. My library didn't have the other two. I'm waiting for them to okay. get them. <laughs> <laughs> so soon enough. Oh, my gosh. That's I love cute. that. Yes. I love that. I love that answer. Um, so my bridal break is a podcast. I've been listening to it for... It's one of those ones where... Okay, so... But Apple Podcast, I know we always say give five stars. We will keep saying that. I the, the <laughs> format at times of finding your podcast that you've been subscribing to is a little wonky. And sometimes if you don't watch if you don't listen to a new episode, they stop downloading newer ones. Mm-hmm. So I kind of forgot about this. And then I saw it, like somebody mentioned it like on a radio show, and I was like, Oh, I forgot about Planet Money. So Planet Money is an NPR podcast and 
each episode is only about like between like 20 and 30 minutes long. So they're very short. Mm -hmm. And what they don't really talk about like finances. It's all about like how money works in ways that we don't even think about. So like I just today was listening to this episode. It's called The Gecko Effect. And it's all about like why do all of these insurance companies all have like weird mascots now? There's the gecko, there's the mm-hmm. Limu Emu, there's Flo progressive from Progressive. You don't even think yeah. about it. Yeah. And why are there so many ads on TV specifically for insurance? It's such a boring thing. Yeah. So they go into the like thought process behind why they do the advertising and then how they ended up with all these weird, like quirky, um, how the advertising people ended up with all these quirky little um, mascots. And theme songs. Yes. They all have their little theme songs. Exactly. And then the other one I was listening to the other day was about um, why is a burrito considered a sandwich in certain cities and it all has to do with taxes. Also, I learned about why duty-free shops exist in airports and how those began. And specifically about like all different cheeses in like and chocolates like in certain countries and how like the economies behind them. It's really fun. It's one of those things where you really are like learning's kind of fun. And it's like these weird quirky <laughs> things you don't think about. It's NPR. So don't right, get me wrong. It's still nerdy, but it's not like the serious stuff. Don't worry. I still listen to those too. I'm a, I'm a total nerd, but this is my fun nerd one. <laughs> but a Planet Money, and it really is cool because it kind of gets you thinking outside of your little bubble. It kind of usually takes you to different parts of the world. And it just makes you kind of more aware of being a consumer, you know, like what it is, just what money is and how how it affects so many things in ways you don't even think about it. So planet money. That's a good one. Does it, does it tell you why there are like designer like Prada and Louis Vuitton stores in airports and why no one is ever shopping at them and why they <laughs> and how they're still in business? How? That's the podcast I would listen to. Who is buying at these places? I, I will never stop. It's one of the greatest mysteries of life. Why are these shops there? I remember, um, I think it was uh, the JFK airport did this huge remodel about the time where I was flying back and forth to LA to New York to visit Tristan when he was in law school. And I I lived through all of this construction and then it was all done. And it was like the weirdest stores. And I was like, why is this here? I, I was just there and I'm still weird. just walking through and there's a Ron John, which is a very beachy a, um, sort of store. I'm like, and JFK? Well, they have vineyard vines at the airports all the time. Like, who's like, oh, I have time. I'm going to go shop at Vineyard Vines and drop like $600 on pants today. Like, ooh. And then you got to carry this shit with you. Right. <laughs> like, I understand the idea of you are bored for a couple hours in between flights. What can we get you to consume? But I feel like these things are so large. I did buy a sweatshirt, though, because I was cold. <laughs> But it says oh, so New York. that's the target audience. Now we found it her. Says New- it says New York She went to it. Louis Vuitton no. and got a sweatshirt. No. <laughs> um, um, and that's my bridal break. We did it. Yes. Rushi, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Oh my God, this was seriously so much fun. <laughs> we talked for so long. I know. <laughs> and I could talk even longer. Go into more detail Agreed. about that wedding girl. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> um, tell all the listeners all the ways that they can get in contact with you. Yeah. So um, my website, my company is called Three Wishes Planning, like the word three, T-H-R-E-E. So I'm on Instagram at Three Wishes Planning and my website is www.threewishesplanning.com. And if you want to email me with any question um, specifically about um, South Asian weddings or anything, my email is threewishesplanning at gmail.com. 
And just to specify, you are currently working just in like this, like kind of like the San Francisco Bay Area, or are you open to branching out and working in other locations? No, I, I'm actually really trying to break into like, you know, a destination and I've already done a wedding in Los Angeles. So I'm definitely covering all of California. Um, and I'm, I'm also trying to break into doing other events besides weddings. I've done some Christmas parties and birthday parties. So I just love events in general. Yeah. Perfect. Sounds good. Um, Pammy. Yeah. Now that she shared all the different ways that you can get in contact with her, it's time for us to tell the listeners all the different ways they can learn about the Wedding Confessionals podcast. Yes. And we do this in a form of a quiz that I give to you. The best quiz. The best quiz on the market. Pammy. <clears throat> Are you ready? Ready. Okay, I'm gonna grab a clicky. <laughs> or she plan to be entertained. This is always very ridiculous. <laughs> Pammy, we have a website. What is it? Weddingconfessionals.com. Um, from there you can find all of our social media handles because they're different because her name is long. <laughs> <laughs> Where, it's um, true. So go to our website to find all of our social media handles. Where are we on social media? You can find us at Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Pinterest. Boom. Also on the website are show notes. So everything we're mentioning that uh, bridal breaks, all the links to all of our guests, all that stuff are going to be on our show notes. Um, check them out on our website. Um, we would love for you guys to share your confessionals with us. Keep them coming. Yes. Um, they're always anonymous. Mm-hmm. We will not give away any of your... Well, we'll give away the secrets you want to give away, but we won't give away your identity. That's right. Okay. So there are three different ways that you can send us a confessional. One is an email. What is the email address? Weddingconfessionals at gmail.com. You can also send us a voicemail. We just transcribe it, so we won't use your voice. What is the phone number, Pam, to leave a voicemail? (laughs) Uh 434-933-2663. You know what? Now you're just showing off in front of our guest. (laughs) I'm proud of you. That's like so easy. Look at you. Um, Also, the third way is to go to our website and tap on a tab that says... Tell us your secret. Tell us your secret. From there, it's just a form. The little top box. What do you put in it? Anything you want. Your name, your question, your something funny. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. And in the bottom box, you put... The drama. (laughs) Spill the tea. Yeah. Tell us all about (laughs) that bitch and how she made you sit in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We are on Apple Podcast. From Mm -hmm. there, we would love for you to give us five stars and review. Also, guys, Spotify now allows you to give five stars. Oh, look at that. So if you're on Spotify right now and you did not know that because I am a Spotify person and I just stumbled across this feature and was like, what? So if you don't know, make sure that you go to our little Spotify page and hit five stars. Please. Yeah. Thank you. This is a new thing. You can't write any little cute little review, but you can give us the five stars, which we love because we love compliments. And that's how you can compliment us. (laughs) (laughs) Besides Apple Podcasts, Pammy, we're in a lot of different podcast providers. They're in alphabetical order. There are two that start with the letter A that are not Apple Podcasts. What are they? Amazon and Audible. There are two with the letter C. Castro and Castbox. Two with D. Downcast and Deezer. One with G. Google. One with I. iHeartRadio. One with O. Listen Notes. One with O. O, Overcast. One with L. Listen notes. I do that all the time. I know. It's cute now. (laughs) 
it's now like a thing. It's like a glitch in your brain. And I'm always waiting for it. I'm like, will she do it? 50% of the time you do it. It's really funny. (laughs) There are eight with the letter P. We have yet to get past this hurdle. Maybe tonight's the night. I don't know. I I believe in you. Go for it. Um, Podcast Addict. Yes. Podcast Republic. Pod tail pod bean player fm um pod paradise pod pocket cast yeah one more i know <gasps> oh no, what is it do you want a hint yes this mm, is your mm, this mm, is my podcast mm. land there it is podcast yeah land. all eight <laughs> that was so good <laughs> Radio, Public, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. You didn't even give me a chance to we get to the arts. really get podcast right, I had fair. to sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Also, using your voice, um, using Alexa and Siri, just say, play the Wedding Confessionals podcast. And it's like, well, we did it, guys. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Amazing. You guys, thank you seriously, like from the bottom of my heart. This was so much fun for me. This was a oh, blast for us. This was so fun. We yes. love talking about weddings. This was the best. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for being on the yeah, show. Thank you. And Pammy, I will see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to Andy Schreier for our adorable theme song. And David Kancherwitz for our fantastic logo. And Ramsey Millette and Brian Maylard for their technical support. If you want to learn more about our show, where you got to go, Pam? Check out our website, weddingconfessionals.com. That's it, girl. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.